You are listening to Season 5 of the Girl Talk Podcast, engaging conversations about authentic faith. Brought to you by our friends at Fox Toyota in East Tennessee. Hello there. You are listening to the Girl Talk Podcast. My name is Carol. Hey, I'm Trisha. And I'm Kelly. Lift them up, lay them down. That's what we're talking about today. How to help others who are hurting. My pastor preached a sermon years ago about the men who grabbed the corners of the mat Mm. and got that friend to Jesus. They didn't let anything stand in their way. They dug a hole in the roof, lowered him down. And it was a great example to me and a great word picture that stuck to me till this day that you and I have to know when to lift people up, when to take up our corner of the mat, and when to lay people down and where to lay them down. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes caring for people who are hurting can feel like a heavy weight. I know because I've been on the mat and that y'all had to carry me several times and I know I'm heavy, right? Well, and you've also held the corners of yes, other people's have. mats yeah. and carried them. Well, and here's the thing. I, I think that um, as we dive into this topic today, um, we have to set a couple of, of rules. And, and here is, we're not counselors. Can we just say that Amen. right up front? We're not counselors. We, um, we love you with all our hearts, but if you need help, go get help, Right. Go see a Please. Christian counselor. Go get some godly biblical counsel. They're but great. I, I, and when my life fell apart, I, I think I mistakenly thought that somebody was going to say something to make me feel better. And I walked around looking for that person. You know, I don't know if they were going to glow in the dark or, you know, what the case was going to be. But I just I was like, are you are you the person that's going to tell me something's going to make ease my pain today or make me feel better? Are can you, you that person? Help me? Yeah, can, can you help, help me? Walking mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. and. Man, that is a recipe for codependency, mm-hmm. like depending on somebody for all the wrong reasons and expecting them to be your savior. There's only one person who can be your savior. Truth. And so we as believers, as a community of women, have to come alongside each other. But you have to know when is the time to pick up the edge of the mat and to help carry somebody. And you got to know when to lay them down, too, because I think there comes a point in time where you have to get them to Jesus, but you can't make them get the help that they need. I heard, we were talking about Lisa Turkhurst. I heard her say uh, in her um, forgiveness Bible study that you can't work on somebody harder than they're working on themselves. You know, that's true. They got to work on themselves too. So let's talk a little bit about that and a little bit about how um, relationally we can be there for one another and provide that support, but also accountability to one another to know when to kind of lay them down um, in, in, and let Jesus do his work. Because mm. I think sometimes by carrying them too long, we get in Jesus's way. Mm. Yeah. Well, that, what, so I know you guys have gone through some pretty significant hurt. Both of you have been been hurting people. What? And I have been a hurting person too, but I would love to hear from you guys. What was the best thing somebody did for you, the real practical thing that somebody did for you when you were hurting that made all the difference? <laughs> there were two things. I think one was permission because I'm typically, when I hurt, I tend to get funnier. <laughs> That's a weird way that my mind works. Like I switch into overdrive and um, for somebody to give me permission to actually, because people get completely freaked out when I cry. Like they don't like that. Most people don't. And so I think one was permission, but the other one was um letting me feel the emotions without trying to paint over it and make me get better too soon. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Good. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yep. so, and saying to me, Hey Carol, you're incredibly funny, mm. but that's not what, that's not what this is about. You know, like mm. calling me on the carpet and I've, I've had enough 
Christian Counseling for us all. Um, I mean, I could spread it around like glitter, <laughs> you know, and just sprinkle everybody because I've been through a lot. But um, I will say that was one of the biggest things. I needed somebody to look me in the eye and not laugh at the mm-hmm. joke and say, there's something much deeper going on here. So that was well, for me, permission and I love that accountability. idea, too, of permission. Yeah. You know, yeah. just permission to hurt. Yeah. Yes. Because so often we want to fix it yeah. for somebody. And you can't you can't fix somebody else's hurt. And see, like my... You want to say the right, right thing. Yes. Yeah. And my my humor, like, makes people so... I'm, I made a comment at a wedding shower recently. <laughs> I won't tell you what I said because, I mean, it's not inappropriate, but I, I made a comment about my... Comp- situation and it was like the woman who was standing there was like ha, 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 ha. like she didn't know what to say and it was like oh I can tell it's incredibly painful but I know that you said that to be funny so what do I do so my, it's that kind of humor that still digs at myself but tries to entertain everybody and a lot of times I just need somebody to look me in the eye and go just stop just it's stop. okay yeah it's okay it's yeah. all right yeah. what about you Trisha well, immediately I started thinking about when mom died mm-hmm. and the, the, the moments afterwards, because I would say that is for sure the most intense pain that I've ever gone through and how people rallied around me and some of the things that, that were great and some of the things that I knew people were trying to help, but it, it wasn't helpful. And you wanted to karate chop them in the throat. Well, I, I don't or know. I what. wanted to karate chop Carol them in the throat for, you. for yeah. me. Uh-huh. I, I, I do think I shared with some friends about some of those experiences because people do want to help. They right. want to help. And you know that their heart is in the right place. And then they say something that just feels so, um, it just, it feels like you just are completely missing the point of where I am. And I think that's mm-hmm. part of what you're talking about, the permission to feel badly. Mm-hmm. And when people try to draw you out of it by saying something like, well, aren't you happy your mom is in heaven? Mm-hmm. For example, mm-hmm. yes, I am happy my mom is in heaven. But wouldn't you rather have your mom here with you? Yes, I would rather have my mom here with you. Right. And and that the whole like, when you when you say, oh, she, you know, she's so, she's rejoicing right now and Things like that too soon, mm-hmm. um, it can feel like you have no idea what I'm feeling mm. or I'm not allowed to feel. Mm. So that's why I think your your permission is is such an important thing. If you give someone the permission to feel. And then um, I have found that when I am feeling better, I will, initi- I will um, initiate that discussion. I'm so glad my mom is in heaven right now. I miss mm. her. But, but, but let the person who's hurting initiate that Mm. thought process I think that's important because people really want to help or they'll quote a bible verse and it's wonderful but if you're still in that that serious grief place it just it doesn't help so much as it hurts it's the equivalent of showing up at a car wreck and saying are you glad you aren't dead right like you know you broke your arm you broke your leg right but right you would never do that right yeah so i think in what you said you need to prayerfully respond Mm -hmm. and if that means not saying anything at all then you say nothing at all because i think one of the things that i am bad to do when a friend is hurting is to try to come up with a solution Mm -hmm. i want to fix it i want to you know tell you i disagree with that okay i think that you are one of the best listeners that I've ever met. Really? One of the things that I'm you did. That. So two years ago, I went through some stuff with my family. Yeah. And it was hard. It was very, very painful. And what you did for me is listen. You Aww. let me talk. You gave me permission to share my story, permission to share the hard things, permission to hurt. 
and you just listened. And I think that's one of the best gifts that we mm-hmm. can ever give somebody yeah. is to say, hey, I'm with you. I'm here. I'm present. I know that you're hurting mm-hmm. and I'm just going to I'm just going to listen. I'm just going to let you talk about what's on your mind without trying to fix whatever it is mm. that's going on. And yeah. even to the point of saying, I don't have the right words. Mm-hmm. And I, I not, you, you are a fantastic listener. And, and that worked because she let you lead the way. Right. So much of the time, if we're trying to help someone, we try to lead the way toward he- healing and helping and feeling better. But let the hurting person, let the grieving person lead the way initiate kind of where they are and what they need. And if you listen, they'll tell you just, I mean, I, I'm assuming that's kind of, sure. and, and often I think the open door to that is by saying, I really wish I had the right words. I really wish I had perfect words to help you right now, but I don't, but I'm here. Mm-hmm. And then that opens the door for that grieving person to lead the way. And I think that's a, a big piece that, that, Unless you've gone through something that's really heartbreaking and tragic, you don't you don't know because mm-hmm. you can't know. Mm-hmm. You can't know until you go through something like that. Um, you also asked what was something else that really helped me, and it's like you want to help somebody, you you maybe reach out to them and you say, "Hey, how can I help you? Mm-hmm. What can I do to help you?" And then the person who's going through grief is in such a tailspin mm-hmm. emotionally and cognitively; they can't think of what they can um, ask you for it just it's like putting responsibility on them but if instead you say i'm going to bring you dinner tomorrow night or i'm coming over grabbing some laundry and i'm going to run a couple of loads for you just get put it at the door Mm -hmm. don't ask them because that's already um decision fatigue like decision fatigue yes just tell them something very practically you can do i'm going to take you know, your kiddo to gym class or whatever it right. is. And and if, if you tell them that, most likely they'll be like, thank you. I, mm. I had friends mow our yard. Yeah, yeah. I had friends yeah. bring groceries. Mm-hmm. I had friends bring reading materials. Mm-hmm. And one of the best things people did for me was to point me to a biblical study on grief, which is Grief Share, which mm-hmm. we've talked about. Yeah, That pointed me in the right direction. You know, when I, speaking of resources. One of the things that I read, a story that I read or a book that I read mm-hmm. when I was going through that painful situation a couple of years ago was Lisa Turkhurst's book, It's Not Supposed to Be This Way, mm-hmm. which is so hands good. down my favorite of all of hers. And she has this great quote in there that I just want to read you. It says, remember that your life is a love story mm-hmm. and we will never appreciate or even desire the hope of our true love capitalized true love, a.k.a. Jesus, if lesser loves don't disappoint us. Hmm. The piercing angst of disappointment and everything on this side of eternity creates a discontent with this world and pushes us to long for God himself. For a place where we will finally walk in the garden with him, where we will finally have peace and security and eyes that no longer leak tears and hearts that are no longer broken. And I think that's so important for us to remember that it is Mm -hmm. Jesus that is the only one who can solve all these things. He is the only one who can dry our tears. He is the only one that can help us with a broken heart. It's only him. Mm -hmm. It can't be. We can't be that for somebody else. And nobody else can be that for us except for Jesus. Mm -hmm. So true. Mm -hmm. You got to know when to lift him up and lay him down. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go back to something that you said because you were talking about listening. And I think that I heard this quote. I don't even know who said it, but um, it, it's so true. They said, listen to understand, 
not to respond. Mm. Listen to understand, not to respond. So and that, that has so, like totally changed things for me because breaking. Well, I, in mm-hmm. every conversation you mm-hmm. have, whether the person's hurting or not, we're always, especially, I mean, you want to talk politics. People don't listen to understand anymore. They listen to respond. Right. Like, and you can see it on social media. You're like, you just, that was like lighting a match and throwing it on a can of gasoline, mm-hmm. you know? And, and there's, there's, there's a lost art of listening to understand, but everybody's quick to give their response. And I think that's when I get in trouble. When I am listening to respond, I have to stop myself and go, just, just listen, yeah. just, just let, just let them talk. Because we make it about just, ourselves instead of about them. I know, right? Yeah. I had a girlfriend once. Well, I, I lost a, a girlfriend a couple of years ago. Mm. In fact, today's her birthday. Oh. Today she would have been 41. Oh. But there's this, her name was Kirsten. It's just a lovely soul. Um, but the place I was working at the time, I worked for a dear friend who mm-hmm. um, came to me a couple of weeks after Kirsten passed away. And she said, um, I don't like the person you are. I don't like the person you've been over the last couple of weeks. You're not the bubbly personality you used to be. I think you need to change. And are you serious? It was so hurtful mm. to realize that no, that she wasn't listening. Mm. You know, she wasn't really wanting to care about my broken heart and what was going on in my life. That it was more about her expectation of you, expectation what you of were me. giving her. Yeah. Right. What? Yeah. Yes. And, and, you know, in her defense, she was trying to fix me. Right. You know, she's trying to fix me back to the bubbly person I was. Right. As opposed to just stopping to hear and listen to my broken heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's so important for yeah. us to do is to stop and listen. I think, mm-hmm. <laughs> I may be totally off on this, but I think, you know, I, I have a big birthday coming up this year. Oh. Yeah. And, and I think <laughs> with that particular age, you kind of give yourself permission to, like, in the last year or so, I will honestly say that I've given my, given myself permission to, like, not be the class clown all the time. Mm, mm. And, like, that has been, oh, my word, such a great, I mean, there are, I am definitely a class clown. Yes. I'm a rascal, I yes, will tell you, you in every sense of the word. <laughs> but there are days where I just need to sit and look out a window somewhere. Yeah. There are days I'm grumpy. There are days I, you know, just don't feel like being funny. There are days mm-hmm. that I cry, mm-hmm. you know, and, and all of that makes up who I am. I'm not one dimensional, right? Like right. your friend saw you as that one dimensional kind of person where you could only be one thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important to remember. Anytime you go through anything painful, there are going to be people in your life who expect you to be what you were before that painful experience. And they want to hurry up your your process and one of the things that we learned in grief shares everybody got everybody's timeline is different Mm -hmm. you know right i sat down in a grief share classroom and everybody in there's grief was much newer than mine Mm. and i was like i what am i even doing here Mm. you know and like in session two or three they say everybody's got their own timeline just because you know you may be 10 years out and still hurting from a particular it's because part of that's not healed yet and you need to go and spend some time some hard work on that particular instance so what we try to do is get people over things too fast mm-hmm. when they tend to be fractures in their life. They're, they're never going to be the same, mm-hmm. even if we want them to right. be. They will be different. Mm-hmm. Doesn't life mean they won't be better. Circumstances. Right. Yes. 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 Maybe they will Deeper. be better. Yes. Richer. Deeper. I will say most of the time they're better yes. yeah. because you, you think about it. Do you want to hang out with people who've never been through anything? Right. No. I don't. I'm like, it, it right. must be nice to be you, but that ain't going to work yeah. for long. 
Well, and in those hard times is when we are our relationship with God is strengthened. Mm-hmm. Yes, true. And isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Yes, it is later. Yeah. <laughs> it's not right then. Yeah, like, that's right. Yeah. You can look back and see the good that's in right. it, but right. that's hard in the this moment. This is messy right here. This is so messy. But you're making me think about something that I've never really thought about. It's yeah. about if the idea is you want to help someone who's hurting. Mm-hmm. I, it's making me think based on this conversation, to take a step back and look at my motive. Mm. Why am I doing this? Am I doing this so I feel better? Mm. Am I doing this so this person will continue to give me the things that they've given me Mm. in our relationship before? Or am I really doing this to encourage them, love them, and uh, and point them to Jesus? That motive is a big Here piece you go, of it. Here you go, Jim, dropping right. the mic again. I don't think I did, but yes, you made you me did. think about it based yeah. on this conversation. I yeah. never thought about it like that. What is my motive right. in this relationship? Do I really want to help them? Are they a missions project? Because I've been a missions project for lots of people. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Through the years I have. Like, I, there are some friends of mine who've been long, long-time friends of mine, and one of my mentors, in fact, and she, she, she refers to it as the wayward years. <laughs> she was like, that was during the wayward years. You know, there was I a period it. of time where I just kind of walked away from everything and everything yeah. I knew. But they loved me through it, you know. And, yeah. and I think that we all have those times when we need people to come alongside us and say, Absolutely. you're not what I expected right now, and that's okay. Am I better on the other side of that because of the wayward years? Absolutely, I am. Yeah. I have a stronger faith than I did before. But you're right. You have to really go through those motives and say, am I looking to earn my missionary badge That's because I have badge, rescued this badge. person from the jaws of hell? Right. You know, those kinds of things. Or am I really wanting to love them yeah. through and show mm-hmm. them Jesus, mm-hmm. not for them to give me, you know, another notch in my belt because, you know, and, and we're terrible saviors. Well, that is that's the truth. Not what we were ever called to be. Right. Yes. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm a terrible, I, I, like you wouldn't, if you you thought, well, I, I'll put this salvation plan together. Let me sign Carol Davis up for you. You would not do that. <laughs> right. But you're a great listener. But And a great I, friend. Well, y'all are great sweet. Friend. But um, but those are things, those are roles that you were never meant to play. And no. so you really do have to dig down deep and pull that string again and see what is my. What's my motive in this and helping others? I love that. Go through that. Yep. Best so, takeaway right there. Oh, Trisha's good. words. Best, best takeaway. Check our motive. If I had my little bell here, I would ring it twice. Ding, ding. 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 There you go. <laughs> so Trisha gets the prize for today. <laughs> we love, prize? We love you being <laughs> a part of the Girl Talk podcast. And uh, if you've got thoughts about this, we would love to hear from yeah. you. Hey, don't forget, go like the Girl Talk podcast page. It is a public page, so you can share all our content now. So it's all there for you. Just search for Girl Talk Podcast on Facebook. We would love to see you there. Mm -hmm. Uh, We would also love for you to subscribe to this podcast. If you subscribe, then whenever there's a new podcast that's released, you'll automatically get a notification that tells you, hey, there's a new podcast. So you won't have to actually, you know, ask your friend or go discover it on your own. You'll get a reminder. And if you're anything like me, reminders are good. I know it. I have a million a day. Here's your reminder that we love you. We appreciate you being part of this family. And we will see you next time we gather around these microphones for the Girl Talk Podcast. You've been listening to Season 5 of the Girl Talk Podcast, engaging conversations about authentic faith. Brought to you by our friends at Fox Toyota of East Tennessee.